Hello, welcome to the Relevant Faith Podcast. My name is Frank Mistretta, and on this podcast, Pastor Troy Wallace and I have Bible-focused, Jesus-centered discussions about what it looks like to live as a Christian in today's culture. If you have any feedback, want to ask a question, have a topic you would like us to talk about, or just want to be on the show, you can email us at relevantfaithpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out Crosspoint Adventist Church on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Adventist and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash crosspointadven. That's A-D-V-E-N. Be sure to watch the Crosspoint Worship Service live stream at our website at crosspointadventist.com Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Relevant Faith Podcast. This is Frank Mastretta. I'm here with Pastor Troy Wallace. Hi everybody, I'm Pastor Troy of the Crosspoint Adventist Church. Um, and first episode of our Relevant Faith Podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. can you believe we're, we're making a podcast, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, diff- desperate times call for uh, desperate uh, innovation. So here we go. Yeah, it's pretty wild right now. Um, so for everyone who's who's just joining us, um, we are in the middle of the most culturally significant moment I've ever seen in my life. Um, coronavirus is just like keeping everyone inside. The state authorities have said that nobody, no groups can gather for more than 25 people. And um, this is totally changing the way we're doing church. And so uh, we got to get creative and uh, find ways to, you know, stay connected and, and be together as a church. And so, um, Troy, you know, we, Troy and I decided that we were going to have some um, Bible-centered, Jesus-focused discussions on some relevant topics. And so, um, Troy, what did you what did you want to talk about today? Well, I think uh, it's on a lot of people's minds, and the thing that's on a lot of people's minds is fear. Uh, if you go outside, if you're in the grocery store, if you go to Costco, uh, there's a lot of frantic behavior and erratic behavior happening right now. I I was looking at uh, a photo that my wife was showing me, and somebody's car had been broken into and burgled, and what they had in the back of their car was toilet yeah. paper. And yeah. so this person has a $500 insurance deductible that they now have to pay to get their back windshield replaced because somebody was so desperate for toilet paper. So we're living in times, man. And it's, it's definitely, it's definitely crazy. And you're seeing both the best and the worst of people coming out. And you know what I don't understand is why toilet paper, man. I mean, I get like everyone needs toilet paper, but the amount of toilet paper people are buying, like I could never use that much toilet paper in like a year. And I mean, (laughs) yeah, I don't know what's going on with that but um crazy stuff yeah well we're guys we don't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah as you're right about that i oh. didn't think of that one yeah that's why you're the pastor <laughs> i'm just the layman guy um so, so yeah. yeah um you know you you mentioned there's just a lot of fear you know i i work in the healthcare industry and and yeah there's there's a lot of fear in there too you know people have um you know, they have kids. And so a lot of nurses are worried about like, what are they going to do with their kids? Cause schools are closed for like what, four weeks or, or eight weeks. I, I, I don't know what the number is now, but uh, yeah, it goes up every yeah, day. <laughs> it seems like it changes literally every day. Um, and so like the nurses are scared and, you know, 
we see things in Italy about, you know, the healthcare system being overloaded and, um, you know, what, what does that do to us as like a Christian community? You know, like what, what Mm -hmm. drives that fear, Troy? Yeah. What drives the fear? It's a great question. Um, I think a lot of things drive the fear. I think, you know, in, in the regular pace of life, I think some of the the things that we take most for granted um, just tend to just absorb our attention when a crisis like this happens. Like we get so caught up living life, doing the nine to five, coming home, expecting that everything will just be, you know, normal and everything will just be routine and everything will just be, you know, you can expect anything that comes. And so when something like this disrupts the entire thought process and way of life that you live with, there's the reaction of fear. And, and we see that people are afraid for their well-being. They're afraid about food and they're afraid about toilet paper and they're afraid about getting less hours at work. And they're, uh, you know, afraid about contracting the disease. They're afraid for their family members that, that are higher risk of getting sick. They're just afraid for so many things. Like existentially, this is just causing fear uh, in, in a variety of ways. How are you seeing uh, fear. What kind of fears are you seeing play out in the world that Man, you live well, in? Well, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit about just the, the childcare stuff because um, so pharmacy, they call it a pink collar job because most pharmacists are actually women. Um, and mm. a lot of my coworkers, a lot of my colleagues, everybody has, you know, young kids and um, they're just really worried about like what how am I supposed to go to work? And like the schools are closed. So I guess I got to stay home, you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. you know, personally for me, you know, I have a 12 month old son now or a 12 week old son. I wish he was 12 months, but mm. you know, <laughs> my fear is more for him, not for me and for my wife and not for me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just fear of the unknown. I think like no one's ever, we've never experienced this, you know, it seems kind of like a, a horror movie like i mean like i think 28 days later or something started off like this right like crazy mm-hmm. you know, stuff where people are starting to think like apocalyptic right um yeah yeah and so i think people are starting to like act that way like walking dead style you know hoarding toilet paper and hoarding supplies because like you said they think they have a scarcity mindset like there's not enough and i need to get yeah. more to protect me and mine and you know, I think that's, yeah. that's just human nature, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't blame people. I feel, I feel that like all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just tough because, you know, thank God we have a, we have a creator and a, and a Lord who, who just exudes abundance. Right. And so it's hard, it's yeah. hard to have that yeah. attitude where it's like, we have an abundant Lord who just gives generously. Mm-hmm. And yet the reality mm-hmm. of the situation is, we don't know if we're in like a scarcity situation or, or what's going on. So I think it's just, you know, yeah. and, and crazy. Yeah. And I think, you know, we run the risk of being overly affected by other people's fear. Um, I remember, you know, just this week in the morning waking up and having just a very fulfilling uh, time, personal time with God. Uh, reading scripture and just digesting it and just feeling confident that God is in control. And then, you know, going to the grocery store 
and I just see people buzzing around frantically and I start to feel like their fear and just the way that people are, are engaging and the way that people are interacting and the, the you know, the hyper cautious uh, individuals there with the face masks. And it's just like, we, we run the risk of, of being sucked into the fear of this, the world around us. And so I, I think that being grand, grounded and rooted and, and exuding that faith can have a transformative impact if we let it, but we also run the risk of being imp- impacted by the world and its fears uh, permeating our lives. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible's like really silent on fear, right? Like it doesn't say anything about fear at all, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, rarely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no human before us has ever experienced any of this, right? Oh, never, never, no, never. There hasn't been several possibly world-ending events that have happened in human history that that we've uh, been okay from. Um, no, I, I actually was reading, you know, through Isaiah, and you know, on my U version Bible app on my oh, I iPad, version, man. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, I just typed the word fear, and it's it's thousands of times in Scripture that fear comes up. Um, thousands of times and it comes up you know in the positive sense like this is why you don't have to fear but then it comes up in the negative sense of like you should fear this you should fear the lord you should fear god you know so it kind of goes both ways and it 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 it, it reflects the full range of how people fear why people fear you know and and what that looks like well i mean what proverbs starts the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom right so right there yeah fear now, I mean, you know, a special kind of fear reserved for our for our God and Creator, but you know, fear in general is kind of built into the the cosmos for for humanity, right? Like, like if you, it seems almost kind of like if you don't fear or experience that emotion, then you can't be wise. Is is kind of how I sometimes have seen it, right? Like, um, yeah, you know, it kind of brings up something that you should be aware of, right? Like, it's an emotion that can point you to certain things that you can you can know yeah. or, or whatever you know i think fear i honestly think that part of fear is god-given it's a god-given instinct to protect from harm yourself and others you know um where it gets perverted i suppose is when the fear for yourself for your own life just takes precedent over everything else you know that's when god starts to come and speak to the people like i'm i think through all the prophets and how you know god was saying no fear me alone because they were out there making alliances with other nations and you know jeopardizing the integrity of their faith by these interactions with pagan nations you know and so god kept calling them like fear me and fear me alone don't don't do what you're doing don't commit adultery with this other these other nations just fear me um because many of these nations were afraid you know so they'd make They'd, they'd hear that the Babylonians are coming to attack them. And so they'd make alliances with these other pagan nations and it would just cause moral, spiritual compromise. Um, so God called them back over and over and over. Yeah. I mean, you know, from what I remember um, from my study, just the fact that Israel like tried to um, make an alliance with Egypt, right? When Babylon, Babylon was like coming around. And I think that was mm-hmm. the prophets, right? About how that was like the big like that was the final straw. Right. And, you know, it's, you fear yeah. Babylon when you should place your trust in me. Right. And, uh, you know, I right. think that's 
where we kind of have some hope in all of this situation that that we have a God who who knows our struggle, right? Like, you know, we're supposed to, we're not supposed to just handle this alone. Like we don't have to just shoulder the fear and and tough through it and whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to speak on that from a couple of passages, you know, in my, in my reading of Isaiah, the number one thing that I see, and I'll, I'll read a couple of verses and let you guys decide for yourselves what God's saying, but, Isaiah 41, 13, for I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. Um, Another one, Isaiah 43, 5, fear not, for I am with you, and I will bring your offspring from the east, and and from the west I will gather you. And and just one more, just to to to, to, um, reiterate the point. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. So God is basically continuing to say, he's the one that's with us. The reason we don't have to fear is because God himself is with us. Um, and, And he meant that in every sense of the word. His spirit is with us. His own presence is with us. Jesus came to live as a man to be with us, to empathize with us. In every sense of the world, God knows what it's like to be in our predicament. And, and he knows what it's like to, to carry us through that situation um, yeah, to man. what's beyond. I, I love that, dude. Yeah, Isaiah's, man, that book's hard to read, but it, there's so much in there. You know, like when, I, when, I, when you told me that you wanted to do a podcast on, on fear for the first episode, the the first story, the biblical story that came into my head was was Numbers thirteen and fourteen when Moses and Aaron send the spies into the the promised land. Right, they're at the border mm-hmm. and they're going to scout the land. And you know they come back with that huge like bushel of grapes or something, which I always thought like, man, I would love to like try one of those. Those must be awesome. <laughs> but you know, only Caleb and and another um, Israelite are like, yeah, let's go. God will be with us. And the others are like freaked out and they're terrified and they get all the other people to be freaked out and terrified. And, um, yeah, you know, it kind of becomes like a, a mass terror kind of thing. And they say, Hey, like, let's, instead of dying by the sword, let's go back to Egypt. And, you know, God, God's response in, in numbers 14, um, he's like ready to start over with Moses, right? He's like done with Israel and, and catch this. So, so Moses actually intercedes on behalf of the Israelites. He's like, Hey, you know, you do what you say you want to do. All the nations will like hear of it. You know, you said you're the powerful God. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's one of these things where I think fear is just our natural human reaction. Right. It's just, it's just our byproduct of, you know, making our decision in the garden. Right. And, we need an intercessor, like you were saying, right? We need, we need somebody to intercede on our behalf and, and, you know, show us the way. And, you know, Jesus is Mm -hmm. our intercessor, right? And, you know, he's no Mm -hmm. stranger, right? In the garden of Gethsemane, he was so freaked out that he was sweating blood. That's, that's pretty intense. And actually, you know, medically, that's a real thing. You can look it up. People can actually sweat sweat blood in times of really intense, like anxiety and Mm -hmm. stress and stuff. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that just coming back around, you know, like you were saying, we have a God that knows what we've been through and knows what we will go through. And, um, you know, he can, yeah. he can carry yeah. us through it. And, you know, he, he's our intercessor, right? 
you know, Jesus' prayer, yeah. take this cup from me, but if not, my will, your will be done. And, and I've been praying that a lot lately. Yeah. So if fear, you know, is so natural, like what is the, what is the opposite of fear? Oh. And, and, and how does that drive us or how does that lead us in our lives? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people think that the, the opposite of, of faith is doubt, but I think the opposite of faith is fear, right? And, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, you know, how, how do we live in this fear faithfully? And, and, you know, fear can be used to point us to certain things. Like, I'm terrified for my son and wife right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but I, I look at it in the way that you know it's an opportunity for me to be like lord not not my will be done but your will be done right they're your son and daughter more than they're my son and wife right like yeah like, yeah you know you've been here you know what, what i'm going through and you died yeah. for me, right you died on a, a torturous death for me so i know you got my back and i know you love me right um yeah so that's that's what I that's how I kind of go back to it. You know, what do you what do you think? How how do we live through the fear as faithful Christians? Yeah, well, that that faith, you know, I think of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, where faith is believing in things that are unseen. Like and, and there's like example after example where these individuals, they put all of their faith in something that they never actually personally attained. Right. So. All of them were looking beyond the circumstances they were in. You know, all of them were, were, were not seeing the moment in itself as all there ever would be, but they were looking forward to a greater reality on the outside or the other side of that circumstance. And so I think, you know, as we think about fear today, well, fear is driving people to think about their immediate circumstance and that situation alone. And, you know, if you get too absorbed in the now, it, you tend to spiral, especially when it's something catastrophic like what's happening. And so faith, you know, calls us as Christians to say, OK, let me prepare my life, not for today, but for the other side of this. How will I respond to the aftermath of coronavirus or COVID-19? How will I respond you know, presently or tomorrow or next week? Um, to the the needs that come out. If I'm a healthy individual, how can I help those who may be suffering? Um, faith calls us out of where we're standing into um, into thinking and 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 preparing for something later down the road. Yeah, you know? and you know it's it's one of those things like preparing down the road because Jesus, you know, when when the lawyer asked Jesus what is the greatest commandment, and he says love God and love your neighbor as yourself, and I noticed there's a lot of people right now not loving their neighbor as themselves. Right. Um, you know, to, to, to my great shame, a lot of people in my generation are, um, you know, younger typically and, and just not really, at least earlier, they weren't really taking this kind of seriously. Right. And it was kind of, kind of shocking to me because, you know, this is like your, your mom and dad and your grandparents and, and people that, you know, you love. Right. And, they're the ones that are mm-hmm. that are going to be most affected by this, and so it's like, you know, you, you know, and this is an opportunity, right? It's, it's a tragic opportunity, mm-hmm. but it's an opportunity for the church to really step up and, and kind of lead the way in showing culture and society, like, hey, this is scary, this is a crazy time, but we're actually here to give from our abundance, right? God, our God is a yeah. God of abundance, right? And I think, 
I think, you know, in the early church and, 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 you know, all the stories you hear about like the black plague when it was ravaging Europe, so many people became Christians because the Christians were the ones that were going into the sick neighborhoods, tending the sick. And, um, you know, that, that's pretty radical, but man, what a, what a way to witness for the Lord. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like put yourself in danger or else you're not a good Christian. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that yeah. if an opportunity comes up to maybe be generous, I think that that's an opportunity for us to witness the Lord's grace, right? Um, yeah. I think that could be a way to yeah. really just shed some light in the world. Absolutely. And how we respond is going to impact people in tremendous ways. Because, you know, when everybody's afraid, the people that aren't afraid stand out, you know, and, and the question would be like, well, why, are, why isn't this person afraid? You know, why isn't this person, you know, doing the same things I'm doing and hoarding supplies and, you know, trying to, to build a bunker or whatever it is that a person's doing? Um, I think that there's those, there's the questions in each of those frantic people's lives of like, where is the security in my life? And I'm stockpiling all these things and I still don't feel that safe. I still just feel like I need more, you know, and, and, and we as the believers in Christ, you know, we get to be kind of that example of like, uh, you know, resolute peace, resolute hope, resolute faith. Um, and I think the world needs to see that in Christians today and believers today. Yeah, man. There's there's this theme in, in scripture that's real interesting. And I've been thinking about this uh, because of recent events. Um, if you ever read the book of Job, in the book of Job, when God is responding at the end to Job, there's I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he says, basically, don't you know that I have the hailstorms on reserve for that when the contentions come on the earth? And it's kind of this picture of a God who, when he sees the world in a state of disarray, when when there's this like sociopolitical chaos, when there's this, you know, the world is maybe asleep on God um, or they're fighting with each other, that God has these kind of storms built up to take people's eyes off of each other and onto something else. Right. And I kind of see that playing out with this Corona thing where people are really thinking about their own existence in a different way than they ever have before. Um, And I was listening to even some actor comedian um, guy, Russell Brand is his name. And he was talking about what he's seeing is, that the whole world is starting to see that a lot of the way we live is just a construct of reality. It's not actual reality. And he makes this really profound uh, statement where he says, the unseen reality is more real than the seen reality. And I think he's right. <laughs> and he's, he's making that statement from a different worldview, but still the, the sentiment itself is like, we're starting to see the world um, operating from a different standpoint like what if it wasn't all about work you know what if it was all about relationships how would we live brand's not a christian right no 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 yeah man it's it's wild you know um i i want to read something to you troy real quick so so okay surprise this isn't the first outbreak that's ever hit the world right and we have Mm -hmm. a lot of (laughs) christian witness in the past that that actually offers advice um, for us today. And so I want to read something that Martin Luther wrote. Um, So in 1527, 
his town of Wittenberg got hit with the cholera plague outbreak. And he wrote a letter to his friend. And this is what he says. He goes, use medicine, take potions, which can help you fumigate house, yard and street. Shun persons and places wherever your neighbor does not need your presence or has recovered and act like a man who wants to help put out the burning city. Luther advised, what else is the epidemic but a fire, which instead of consuming wood and straw, devours life and body. But he goes Mm. on to say, too, he goes, if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely, as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. So, you know, some some practical advice, right? Like, you know, if if a neighbor needs us and and, you know, like you said, this, this whole this whole thing is just making a cultural shift in a lot of people, even non-Christian people are starting to realize maybe there's more to life than just, you know, secular consumerism culture. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So last last week uh, was our last week of in-person uh, worship so, service. So Crosspoint at, at doesn't church. meet at all anymore. Right. Like we're. on Yeah. For, for the time being we're okay. on hold um we're going to be doing online do we services, know when, so... when that's going to be over is that just a to be determined it's to be determined we don't know because the 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 ban is is elongating every day like it was you know just till the end of march then it was you know april then now it's the end of april so it's kind of shifting all the time we're just basing it off news um so we'll have to play that by year But um, I wanted to tell you something that uh, a gentleman at church last week told me, and this is what gives me hope. Uh, He said that he was around during a a wave of huge earthquakes in Southern California. And a lot of people were doing the same things that people are doing today. They were buying out the stores, bottled water, food. They were, they were just like, you know, kind of frantically, stockpiling supplies to weather out the infrastructure damage that happened because of this, these earthquakes. And, you know, a lot of people during this time really started to think about life and death and their own existence and faith and possibility of God. And, you know, what happens after death, these type of big existential questions. And he said that after things settled down, the churches were packed, like all of them were packed. Um, from believers, non-believers, people that had been flat in their faith for a long time, they were just packed um, because things like what we're experiencing now tend to provoke the questions that lead people to seek God. And so I'm really excited to see after this coronavirus has has made its rounds and done its thing, I'm, I'm interested to see um, who God will bring into the into the faith communities that we can Uh, we can share our faith with, you know, I'm really excited about those opportunities. And I pray that, you know, even while the coronavirus is is doing its thing and and while the panic is spreading, that where we're at right now is individual believers will be leaving an impact that will sow a seed that might bring an individual into the faith community later on down the road. So, well, you know, um, there's nothing stopping us after a few podcast episodes recorded the do like a Facebook or, or whatever, like advertisement and get some of our local people in the community. Um, just a sh- shout out to this podcast from the local church in Hillsboro and, 
you know, who knows? Everybody's mm-hmm. sitting inside working from home or taking care of kids and nothing better to do than to listen to some two, two random people that they don't know about talking about faith and culture yeah. and community and, and cross point and could be a good thing, but we'll, we'll try. Yeah. Um, so, so just last thing before, before we go, we want to keep these fairly, fairly fast and, and short for, for our listeners. Um, so what, what else can we do as cross point specifically to, to respond? Like, is there yeah. is there any anybody that needs help in our community is there is there any way to like get a list of if somebody like needs a shout out to to rally around them what's what's going on yeah so f- from the leadership perspective what what we've uh, done is circulated we started to circulate contact information for our members that are 60 years old and, and up and we're trying to just do check-ins um we're trying to reach out to every person on that list just to say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Do you have any needs? Uh, could we do some shopping for you? Um, you know, what, what could we do to encourage you or support you from your home? Do you need help accessing technology? Um, we're, we're making our rounds in that way. And we're encouraging people in our church at large to, uh, to do house groups, you know, keep it under 10. That's what we're hoping right now, but to do small house groups or to leverage um, the technology to interact and do, you know, Bible studies, small group in some way um, through Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, whatever platform you like to use. Um, just today, I got to have a Bible study with um, three high school girls um, and we talked about Jesus and, you know, they're just in their house, in their room, you know, talking about Jesus. And it's pretty cool to still be able to share faith, even though there's distance and, and days, you know, years before this would never have been possible, but now we get to be able to do that. And, and so there's a lot of room for innovation, um, but what we do need to focus on is who are the vulnerable? Um, how can I love the vulnerable best? Where are places that I can plug in um, that both keep them safe and me safe um, so that I can show the love of Christ? Those are the questions I'm asking. Those are the questions um, other pastors of the faith community are asking. Um, those are the questions that I'm sure a lot of Christians are asking. And so um, we don't have all the answers, but uh, that's a start. What have, what have, what have you thought about um, doing how how have you approached this question of how can I use my faith how can I be a man of faith in in this environment that you're in yeah was, was that a question or are you just using that rhetorical yeah <laughs> um no 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 I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. genuinely um, asking well you know like just asking for help if people need it um I know there's a lot of isolated friends that I have um a lot of friends, you know, they worked from home already. Now they're like really locked in, like they're not leaving the house. And so, you know, yeah. we look at, we look at um, kind of like the, the Zoom Bible studies is kind of like a disadvantage, but people don't have to leave. They don't have to do a lot of prep to, to be a part of a community. And, you know, there's debate whether or not like not being in person like counts or whatever. I think it does, but I'm a millennial, so who knows. But, um, you know, like calling friends. Uh, keeping community alive via like face-to-face like Skype stuff or, or, you know, text groups Um, just, you know, just keeping in contact, I think is the big thing because, you know, not everybody's a super big introvert and wants to be at home all the time in their room. Um, I know some people would love it and some people would hate it. And, you know, just a phone call 
from somebody um, would be great. Yeah. So, you know, I've been trying to make a point to call people that maybe I haven't talked to in a long time and just being like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Do you have everything? Is there anything you need? Don't hesitate to ask, right? Um, and yeah. and so, you know, just trying to just be available because I'm not going to cure COVID-19 yeah. coronavirus. Like, I, you know, we're not going to solve this problem overnight. It's going to take a long time. But I think the church is, yeah. is just a system that's built already to be an extended family where we get each other's back. Right. And, you know, like yeah. families, we, we fight and stuff, but you know, we're, we're, you know, the blood of Jesus binds us in the thicker than water. Right. Um, yeah. So, well, before we go, Troy, I, I just wanted to encourage, I mean, I don't know what the leadership team wants, but if anyone out there is listening and they have a bunch of spare time and they want to make phone calls on that list that Troy was talking about, you know, feel free to contact myself or Troy or uh, you. We actually created an email for this podcast. I didn't tell you, Troy. It's called Relevant Faith okay. Podcast at gmail.com. So Relevant okay. Faith Podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, people, if you want, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, if you have a question that you want Troy to answer perfectly, or at least try to, <laughs> um, if you, if you just, you know, have a story that you want to tell and you want to, you want to be a part of this and, and, you know, we can get people get on the podcast super easy. Um, and so, yeah. you know, give us feedback. If, if you like what we're doing, if you don't like what we're doing, don't email us if you don't like what you're doing, but um, you know, relevant. <laughs> no, give us positive, yeah, just positive feedback. feedback. You love, you love our voices. You want more of this. You wish it was an hour long. Um, that stuff's great. Don't, don't critique us too hard. This is our first time doing this, but um, yeah. So relevant faith podcast at gmail.com, you know, a lot of people have my number if not you know troy could probably give it to you yeah um, and another way to contact um our faith community uh facebook we have cross point Adventist church page and we post updates and uh changes that we're making um additions to how we're trying to do ministry um just different things there we have an instagram it's at cross point advent a-d-v-e-n cross point advent um, you can find out updates on there too. Um, or you can, yeah, like Frank said, you can email this podcast. So there's a lot of ways to get in contact with us to know what we're trying to trying to do to support you yeah. best. Troy, it would be really cool if we can get this podcast posted on the Facebook and Instagram pages. That would be, that'd become full circle. So we'll, we'll look into that too and see if we can get that. Um, I know that okay. this will be on Spotify. So, and I okay. think Apple iTunes is coming uh, to get approved soon too. So, um, awesome. Well, Troy, was there was there any last comments you wanted to make? Uh, no, I, we can end with a prayer. I'll just pray for our, our listeners and, and I'll pray for you and, and we can just finish this All right, up. Hit it, Troy. OK, God, we just thank you for being our sovereign Lord, for having the world in your hands, for for guiding us through tumultuous times. We thank you for faith that that conquers fear. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives us a, an assurance and a confidence in our stance with you. Whether we live or die, we are safe in your hands and we're covered by your blood. So we thank you for adopting us and for accepting us. We thank you for uh, the promises that we have that things will not remain the way that they are. And so we pray for each person who may be um, isolated, lonely. We pray for each person that may be frightful and full of fear. We ask that your spirit would comfort, bless, encourage, inspire. Uh, Lord, deepen our faith through this time. And we just trust you and love you and know that you've got great plans for us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Well, that was the first episode of the Relevant Faith Podcast. Uh, Look forward to the next one coming up and be safe out there.